Yeah, we don't want to do anything to scare your children. That's the last thing we want to do. Welcome to Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of normal, everyday children's ministers. We all started in the trenches. Hi, welcome to Children's Ministry Monthly Podcast, where we are focusing on the needs of the normal, everyday children's minister. You can check us out online at cmmonthly.com. You can email us at cmail, cmail, at cmmonthly at gmail.com, or call in your comments, your feedback, your ideas at 206-350-HOWL, that's 4695, the Howl line. I am one of your hosts. My name is James Kennison. I am the kids pastor in Sheffield Family Life Center in KCMO. My co-host is here. Hey, hey. My name is Dave White. I'm from Macon, Georgia, also a kids pastor uh, at an awesome church in Georgia. Awesome. And uh, again, we're focusing on the needs of normal, everyday children's ministers. And if you are one of those, we would always love to get your feedback. There's about 250 some odd of you out there. And we've only heard from one. Okay, Ooh. so what have you done for us lately, people? You got to call us. You got to let us know what, how we're doing, what we're doing, what you do differently. Because you know, you children's people are very opinionated. We were just talking about that before the show, Dave. <laughs> I know that's right. My way is the only way. So um, absolutely, if you have a way that you would like things done, let us know so that we can deem you inappropriate for the podcast and delete your email. We promise we won't make fun of you on the air. <laughs> behind Did the I scenes just, is a nice yes, we will behind it when we talk, but not on the air. So yeah, oh, but you gosh. can make fun of us as much as you want to. That's right. But we'd much rather have your input, your tips, and ideas. Uh, be listening at the end of the show for next month's topic, and you can you know record a segment or uh, submit something in email, or even ask a question about some areas you would like us to cover. So anyway. Yes. Questions. So if someone calls in on the Howl line, can we like get them on the podcast? Like if they left a message? We if they leave a message, we will more than likely play it on the show. Yes. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So yeah, you and so anybody could be on our show. Right. And yeah. uh and also, um, you know, I'm not opposed to if we have a regular contributor that has a lot of great ideas of having them come on and guest host once in a while, especially well, if it's covering a, a topic that they are particularly gifted in. That's awesome. I mean, they can't do any worse than I can, right? Right. I mean, the only one I would have... <laughs> you agreed! <laughs> well, I was agreeing so I could speak next, and that's a bad <laughs> habit of mine. Uh, the, the only ministry you know, I would imagine would be a hard one um, would be if uh, you know it was a deaf person trying to do... <laughs> Death ministry. I was just thinking death ministry. So was everybody else. So don't judge me, people. Right. You know you were thinking it too. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, we are talking about this month. We're covering a creative teaching methods. But before we get there, we always start with a little ministry, our monthly ministry update. So, uh, Dave, I think you went first last week, so or last month. So I'll go first this time. Okay. Um, I don't know that I mentioned. Did I mention our check-in system that we're developing? 
You I, did. Okay. And that you guys have uh, created this thing basically from the ground up in house. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, how's I, that going? It is going well. We fully in, installed it and integrated it into a Sunday night and Wednesday night uh, services. It's going really well. I won't lie. You know, we had we had tiny little bugs like it wasn't taking phone numbers for two weeks, and you know, huh. if, if you tried to change them, and then we've just had real life stuff like you know, we've gone from basically almost no check in to check in, and. So people, you know, we've had a, a minimal of complaints, a minimum you know, minimum amount of complaints from parents and stuff about waiting in line. But we've gotten more familiar with the system. The system's going faster. Lines are kind of a thing of the past. Plus, we've added a few more stations. Um, we found that our stations need to be portable, so we've built boxes that uh, kind of unfold, uh, almost like a podium that you would preach behind, and that's been really helpful. Uh, and we're just further educating our teachers. I mean, we've got them to the point now that when you drop off your kid and your kid doesn't have a badge, the teachers will not take them. And that's just, I've been able to empower the teachers to do that to where the parents know if they get mad, they get mad at me. Right. Now, I know six months from now, three months from now, everybody will just accept this and it'll be, there won't be any, you know, angry. Sure. But, you know, I, I don't know, in the inner city, there is a certain part, uh, a, a very small minimum amount of parents that just, you know, they trust their kids more than your typical suburban family does. Yes. You've seen it. You know, they walk down the street by themselves. They know how to cross and look both ways. And and actually, there's a lot of that I actually am integrating into my own parenting style because I see, you know, a, a street kid ain't going to get hit by a car. And a street, right. a street kid <laughs> is never going to wander away and get lost either because they right. know it's on them to stay caught up whereas yep. you know your sub typical suburban kids getting lost at sears and freaking out you know because yep. he's never been lost before but anyway um <laughs> i'm glad we, you said that somebody had to say it yeah i'm glad it was <laughs> but you're right though parents we've you you do have to train your parents right especially when you make a big uh move or change like you just made and we've had the support of our our pastor he's i've kept him you know abreast of it we've had a few complaints um you know the line's long and i tell him i say pastor uh these people that are complaining um the line only forms after church starts okay yep. first of all pastor and so the people that are complaining to you are anywhere from five to thirty minutes late for church pastor these people are missing <laughs> uh, worship they're missing offering they're missing announcements these are users pastor <laughs> you need to tell them to get here right. on time because there is no line that backs up until after service starts and that's really put a cap on that mess and, and the great thing is i didn't have to lie that's that's the truth so oh yeah that's good it's a work yeah out. it's always it's good always, not to have to lie to your pastor it is i know so um the only other thing uh, that i know we've got two major developments coming along i've been i've been harping for years about security in our in our children's ministry um you know it's just a big deal we're smack dab in the inner city um i looked up on the uh sex offender registry the other day and just was absolutely amazed at how many dots were located around our, our particular church. And yep. so, you know, it security is not just something that we think we have to do. We know we do. But yes. for years, I have not been able to get people to catch that vision. And here's here's one of my, here's a weekly challenge for everybody. And I actually gave it to another pastor this week. If you, people are not listening to your voice, Pray that God will send somebody along that people will listen to. 
you know, because yeah. if you don't care about getting the credit, God can use anybody to get your job done. And God has sent a fellow named Chuck along, uh, not Chuck Norris, but he's he is a karate dude. And and suddenly the board, their ears are pe- per- perking up. The pastor's listening, and he's been and he's been sitting with me. I say stuff to him about security. He repeats it, and suddenly they listen. And that you know what? I don't care. That is awesome because the end result is my kids are going to be safer. We're gonna we're gonna install a children's ministry security team. Uh, of people that that are there specifically to make sure that the hallways are kept clear and everything's done in order. Uh, they're going to be stationed outside of bathrooms to make sure that the rule of three is enforced. Um, and then we're also uh, the only other thing is pastors talking about doing a special service to connect people with ministry. And and we've never we the whole time I've been here we've never done anything strategic like this in the main service where he will preach about ministry and then there will be a spot in the service where the pastors are located around the room and oh, that's good. Yeah, and he will say go to them and we'll have a 5-minute presentation, a handout, an application and just literally connect them with the people doing ministry right there on the spot. And that so, I think is going to be awesome cuz you can set up a table in the lobby and five yeah. people will come by and none yep. of them will really respond but i have the opportunity of having one-fifth because it'll be probably five ministries at a time doing this one-fifth of about 20 20 about two thousand people and that's huge that's that is yeah absolutely it's like a ministry fair except it's incorporated in the service yeah yep i'm excited about that so i'm done that's my that's my monthly update very sweet. Hey, that, I mean, that's like the whole podcast. We could just leave and go home. <laughs> Thanks, no. Dave. Thanks, Dave. That was good. Thanks for coming All right, we'll see you, next, see you next month. Okay. All right, buddy. All right, bud. No, my my mind, wait for me. Um, our um, My uh, monthly ministry update is um, kind of uh, goes along the same lines of that in recruiting volunteers to help. Um, we currently have two campuses up and running about 40 minutes apart, and I cannot be in both places at the same time. And so in that case, I need a lot of people to help out on our sub-campus. Um, so what I've done last uh, – started about two weeks ago. Um, I wanted to uh, to announce that we're going to have a, a children's ministry luncheon, recruiting luncheon. So if you're interested in helping out with children's ministry to, uh, to stop by um, after church on a certain date, and we will feed you lunch and tell you all about the wonderful things and serving our kids. Very cool. So – the first week, what I wanted to do, I wanted to give them like a two-week heads up. So what I did, I recorded a video-type announcement um, for the first week that would run like during the announcements down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty creative uh, what I did. I, I, I started out the announcement, <laughs> and uh, I, I had my face like all up in the camera, you know, so I'm like all up in your business. And I said, let me ask you something. Have you ever wanted to just strangle a kid? <laughs> so I'm not talking about your own kids. We've always wanted to hang our kids up by their toenails and beat them with a pool noodle. I said, no, I'm talking about complete strangers' kids. You know, you know about the ones in the restaurants who are always running crazy and their moms and dads are clueless. And um, it, and then it's kind of stopped. And I was like, oh, where's my manners? Y'all don't know who I am. My name is Super Dave, and I'm the children's pastor here at Christ Chapel. <laughs> Do you really go by Super so, Dave? I yeah, that's what the kids call me. So I don't really feel like a pastor, and it's just it's. Are you laughing at my name? No, there no, something happened in the other room. I'm laughing oh. at something completely different. Oh, wow! Okay. I, I don't Super believe you. Dave. We talked about lying earlier, so um, you know that's just one of the things that stuck. 
I've been in kids ministry for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and in the beginning, it wasn't in a pastoral role. Right. So that was just the nickname that got um, That's bestowed. Fine. That is upon completely me. fine. I, and, I I accept you, and I love you as you are. Super, what is wrong with Dave. what's wrong with my name? Come on, I, I mean, I just anyway. I just imagine okay. you wearing your underwear outside your <laughs> pants now, your red and yellow striped underwear. Have you been in my closet? What are you doing? <laughs> How'd you know? That's why we don't okay. do the show over stick cam, folks, so you can't anyway, see them. Anyway, we were going and talking about recruiting volunteers. Yeah, I know and why you're having yes. problems. Go ahead. Okay, so um, anyway, I said, you know, I'm the children's pastor, da 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 And what I did, I recorded it by myself, but I had my wife dubbed in on the audio, so I kind of, I'm recording it, and um, then I'm pretending that she's in the room, okay. and I recorded her voice later, a voiceover. And she's saying things like, David, you can't talk about strangling children. You know, and then I do the video part. I pause long enough for her to say that. And then anyway, it was really, really cool and creative. And everybody laughed, which is a good thing. Yep. Um, and um, had several people actually come out to the luncheon. Um, and I did get around to talking about the luncheon afterwards. <laughs> so, yeah. But the point was to, to put my face in front of people and to uh, make them laugh and um, – just kind of go from there. So anyway, recruited uh, a confirmed five people um, to help out in kids' church, which That's is awesome. good. And that was um, that was good. And I have eight more to talk to, so that couldn't come uh, to our to our special day. So, um, but the funny thing is, and you're talking about security. I had this one old lady. I say old. She was probably in her sixties, early sixties, late thirties. Yeah. Yeah. She said, uh, she said, well, we do background checks and you have to fill out a volunteer application. And she got to that sheet on it and she said, well, I'm not filling this out. She said, I don't believe in this. Mm. And the whole room just kind of looked at her and kind (laughs) of stared her down, you know? And she's like, what? (laughs) She said, at my old church, they started doing this. And and I told them, I said, well, I'm not just going to serve in the nursery. You know, y'all don't need my help. I'm not going to put my personal information down. So anyway, I kindly thanked her for her time. And Mm -hmm. basically all it cost me was uh, the food that she ate while she was there. So there you go. (laughs) But it is that important. You know, you it's you've we've got to take the steps because we don't live in the same world that 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 even you and I we're in our 30s lived in. Um, when we were kids, yep, things have changed. We tried to do um, the the meal recruitment thing, and and it worked. It it just worked for people that wanted food. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had this yeah. lady show up with like, I kid you not, I am not lying, nine children, Ooh. and she was wanting to work, and uh, and <sighs> she said she did. But this had been the second time she had shown up for one of these things with her kids, and uh, I wasn't going to be the fool again. So, right. Yeah, I kindly asked her to to not be at the meeting. But anyway, uh, different world, man. I tried yeah. it, and it was a great idea. I'm glad it worked. I'm glad it yeah. worked because I knew. Well, you know, and I knew it would work for me. But the the part I didn't bank on was the uh, that element of uh, give me a free lunch concept. So. Anyway, those were our weekly ministry monthly updates. Not weekly. I do a weekly podcast, and it's hard to get that word out of my head. It's and like, what is the name of that podcast? Uh, it's called Nobody's Listening. It's at nlcast.com, <laughs> okay. and uh, it's it's enjoying some some success. But uh, anyway, now let's start talking about our teaching methods because we were we were wanting to talk about creative 
teaching methods. And I'll go ahead and say up front that, folks, you know, we're going to cover everything. Everything that children's ministers do, and uh, some of it will be review for some of you, but we do not want to assume anything because this podcast is not for established children's ministers. It is the target, although they will get something out of it, the target is for folks that are new or maybe inexperienced or feeling overwhelmed or, you know, don't have a lot of help or a lot of right. natural, uh, you know, abilities. And so uh, we're going to cover everything. So, um, okay. Speaking of which, let's get started with object lessons. Um, object lessons. Yeah, okay. that's that's probably the most popular one. Um, what an object lesson is, if you're not familiar with it, um, Jesus used them. It's basically taking an object and describe using uh, the similarities of a natural object to draw uh, uh, spiritual truth from a spiritual concept. For instance, um, Jesus used a seed and talking about. Um, seeds planted or seeds that were picked up from the ground by birds, seeds that were uh, choked out by thorns, and later just used that that imagery to um, talk about the different kinds of minds that are out there, you know, a sinful mind, a, a mind that is hard and closed off to new ideas, a mind that is good and, and ready for God's uh, truth to grow inside of them. Um, I think all mimes are evil, personally. <laughs> What did I say? Minds, minds. What we were talking I, about. I thought you I, said. In, I thought you said mime. No, like, you no. know the guy with the hands and the face. I know what you're I, talking about, you psycho man. I know. 30. <laughs> All of them. But object lessons. Um, there are books <laughs> out there, Dave, that they will sell you to talk about object lessons. Um, I have. I I do admit I have many. I have many, but I yep. have found that it is better to learn how to write your own and create your own. Uh, rather than to uh, have to search. You could spend three hours searching for an object lesson that teaches what you already want to say or take what you want to say, and here's how I do it. Take what you want to say, a topic or a point that you want to make. Find an object in real life that has some of the characteristics that it shares with the spiritual truth and teach on that. For instance, if you want to talk to people, children, about you have two purposes – one is to glorify God. The other one is to share him with other people. Say that say that was your topic. Find something else that has two purposes. First okay. thing that comes to mind is a hammer. I can use a hammer for two purposes. I can drive nails and I can pull nails. Now, I can uh -huh. use a hammer for a lot of other things, but none of them were things that this hammer was created for. I was created. I can be used for a lot of different things too, but I was created to have a relationship with God and to share him with other people. So uh, that is a, that is an example of a way to create your own object lessons. That is that. Is that. That's cool. That's very cool. I would have never thought – well, I, I guess I would have if I would have actually decided to teach on that topic and then made myself think of an object lesson to fit, <laughs> you know, because I'm guilty. I'm not, it's not a guilty thing. It's just I've got the books too, you know, and we love object lessons. And right. you can spend a lot of time looking for stuff that um, – you, and that you try to make work, you right. know, for for whatever topic that you that you want. But no, that's good. Let's um, do one more. I mean, uh, for instance, if you're talking about obedience, especially okay. in the context of obeying your parents, one I did one time, I uh, I had a, a piece of uh, cardboard that I stuck tacks through so that the points were coming out. I had a balloon with a smiley face that I drew on it, was which was simulated the child. Um, the sin and the dangers of sin was obviously the board with the tax through. And we talked about 
uh, I, I actually had a helmet, a, a baseball helmet or a fireman's helmet. I don't remember what it was, but that simulated our willingness to obey the protect the stuff that our parents put out there, you know, the rules. And obviously the rest of the object lesson went, if I choose not to listen and obey, I don't have the protection pop, you know, that my parents give me. But if I do, if I do obey them, their, their example, their, their, uh, experience and their rules then boom i'm protect no boom actually i'm protected and saved uh because of my obedience so you know find objects that that do and and you know what it's going to be hard for you to mess that up but yeah i always yeah. the only thing i will say is find objects that kids are familiar with they're familiar with tools and balloons and cowboy hats and oh i have um, one yeah go ahead okay um i just thought of it actually um a beach ball um, a beach ball is a great way to teach about um, the difference in um, those who are saved and those who are not saved. If you have a beach ball, obviously the thing that makes it the most fun and the most useful is you have to blow air into it. Mm-hmm. You have to actually fill it up. Um, a flat beach ball is still a beach ball. Okay. Um, and okay, so a flat beach ball is still a beach ball. Now, when you blow air into it and it becomes full, it's going to realize its full potential and its full purpose. So basically, you can draw that correlation between uh, kids that uh, um, you know you are you're not everything that God wants you to be until you accept His Son into your life as Excellent. your Savior. Excellent. Yes, I did that so, with a um, I did that with an inflatable hammer one time like you'd get you know at the fair and i yeah i talked about is this any fun can i knock somebody with this can i defeat you know sin or whatever with this no is is it what it's supposed to be no and i think we were actually talking about the holy spirit and once the the thing was full of air uh Uh simulating us being filled with the holy spirit then it became something that that was uh, all it could be so yeah absolutely and you could just keep going with those kind of things all day um It just, and the beach ball will work with several topics too. Oh yeah, just it works with the Holy Spirit and it works with uh, several things. We we did one. Have you ever seen those water rockets that you put water in and pump yeah. them up? I did yeah. one of those where we were talking about. I I actually just told the story of of uh, Peter uh, before he was full of spirit and after about how he rejected God and I'm sitting there pumping this thing with no water in it, pumping, pumping, and the kids don't really know and they're not familiar with this thing. And I said, you know, he was he was asked by a little girl, or were you with them? And then I. Clicked the button and the thing just falls over and he said yeah. no because something was missing in Peter's life and then I as I'm talking about the the day of Pentecost I'm filling this thing full of water and talking about them being filled with the spirit and I don't even actually talk about the object lesson at all I'm just doing this while I'm telling a simple Bible story and right. then I talk about the day of Pentecost when the people came up and said you're drunk you're stupid you don't even know what you're talking about similar situation but what did he do boom he stood up boldly, and the rocket, of course, flips out, and water goes everywhere. And he, and he proclaimed, cool. you know, we're, these men are not drunk, as you suppose, but they are filled with the Holy Spirit, da, 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 da. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to, to do that, and you don't even have to have an object. If you have a good enough description, you can get away with not even having that object. So if you right. think of it on the fly, right. do it. Do it. And Jesus kinda... didn't have seeds. <laughs> but he still did it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because what you just said kind of leads into our next uh, our next little creative thing, which is uh, storytelling. Cool. Yeah, that's one uh, of my favorite things. Mine too. I love to tell stories, you know. Um, and storytellers are made, not born. Uh, some are born. Some are born storytellers. But anyone can become a great storyteller. Um, 
but what it takes is practice. You know, how you sit in, in when you were a kid and you would get your mom's lipstick and you would sit in front of the bathroom mirror, you know, and practice putting on her lipstick, you know, to make sure you got it just right. Yeah, you know I, I did about? that all the time. Yeah, you had to practice to become a good lipstick applicator, right? <laughs> Are you drinking again? <laughs> just fault. I'm sorry. No, I'm totally joking. I never. My next co host is going to be saved. <laughs> I guarantee it, folks. That, that would help. I'm sorry. Anyway, no, I don't wear lipstick, nor have I ever. But, um, yeah, storytelling. But Super Dave has. <laughs> My alter ego? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You are a horrible person. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Storytelling. I don't know. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do, uh, storytelling, is to um, include the kids in the actual story. Mm. Uh, kind of like, let's pretend that um, you as the uh, director or the children's pastor are the director. Let's pretend like you're on a movie set. Okay. Um, a great way to tell a story that's effective and will also get the kids' attention immediately is to include the kids in your story. Um, and this can be done very, very easily. You can either uh, make the story up as you go uh, or tell a Bible story um, about David and Goliath, Saul, and have the kids act out the parts of, of those respected people. Or you can uh, write your own and just write it out like you normally would, or there's a ton of resources out there with skits in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a director, what you would do is you would read the lines. Um, it's it's great to have like a director's assistant too, and get one of those little clapboards, like a movie clapboard. Um, you I know, don't have money one. for that, but yeah, I got what well, you're saying. No, they're like Oriental Trading for like eight bucks. They're real cheap. Um, oh, okay. And you know, and have your guy up there. It's like Act One, Take Two, Scene Three, Action. Um, I said that backwards. Anyway. Uh, do that. Read the lines. Give the kids, you know, have actors for each part, and then you would say the line. The kid would repeat the line after you and kind of do the, the motion that they needed to do to go along with that line. Um, do that for three or four times, you know, kind of get halfway through your skit, um, and then intentionally mess it up. Okay, say something just crazy, and then have your um, your assistant director say, cut, you know, hmm. you messed up again, you know, what are you doing? And, and the, basically, what that is designed to do is it, it's going to give you a chance to reiterate the skit twice uh, or multiple times, depending on how often you want to mess things up. Ah. Um, and it, it's just a great way to reinforce uh, specific parts of the skit. So then what you would do is you would start all over, you know. And by this point, the kids are kind of catching on, you know, they kind of know what they need to do. And the second and third time through, Basically, you've told a Bible story three times in a fun and an engaging way hmm. uh, that the kids are going to remember. You know, they're going to remember their friend up there on the stage, you know, acting crazy, you know, and the things that I made him do, you know, as the director, you know. And then that kid who actually had to participate, he's going to take home, you know, a valuable lesson too. By it's, he, he'll never forget that story, right? By having acted it out that that's way. That's awesome. That is that is kind of what we do, except it's obviously if if I'm 1.0, you're 2.0 because that is that I'm gonna have to try that. What what I've done is I've just I I will do it with Bible stories oftentimes. I if I need a Moses and Aaron and a and a and a Martha, I will pull them up on the stage, give them that name, and then I literally direct them. If I need them to wave, I'll walk over, and they're just almost uh-huh. like mannequins, and I will make them wave, and I will make them do silly motions. I will do yeah. many times. I will do their voices for them, or oh, I will cool. have them repeat it, and that way you can make them say silly things. You know, I mm-hmm. love you. I 
long I'm married, you know, and just kind of mix yeah. it up a little bit. So that right. that is, uh, but I like the idea of making it seem like a movie. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Very cool. Another thing we do is is every Sunday night with we use uh, Faith Weaver Friends um, uh, from Group.com on Sunday nights, and they provide a CD. That is basically what we've just described. It has uh, sound effects. It has all the voices. It has a narrator, and it's like an instant skit. Uh, I've got a lady that takes that CD and a group of kids, and she assigns parts. They run through it once or twice, and then boom! Every Sunday night, I I've got a skit that involves no adults. It's all children, and it's uh, it's the Bible story, and it's it's amazing, and it's something that we probably wouldn't be able to maintain without a staff without that right. CD. I got you. Hey, let me tell you a, a really good idea, idea too about increasing the size of your volunteer team in a fun way. Um, say it's just it may be just you and your wife or husband or maybe a couple of teenagers who are doing children's church. Um, think about using uh, parents and even members of your own church staff to help you in drama. Mm. Now, what you can do it this this way is. Um, um, Basically, if you have one guy who would be perfect for a part, say, listen, hey, I'm going to need you once every six weeks, you know, and what I want you to do is just be this person, be this professor know-it-all or whatever, you know, and have him really get into character. Um, The kids uh, aren't going to get bored with them because they're not there every week. They're going to look forward to the times that they are there, Mm -hmm. you know, so each week or every other week, you could have a different character in your children's church helping you, Um, and if you can't actually get them say they have other responsibilities you can videotape it Mm. you can videotape it during the week this actual you know do an interview with this person you know set the stage go to somebody's living room or a coffee house or something um and i've got a really 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 super big idea that i want to try one day um and it's um it, it has to do with video. Can you tell I like video? I like using <laughs> a lot of video. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's the coolest thing. There's this, It opens up a world of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to you, James, um, I can now edit videos myself. Woo-hoo. Yes, I am uh, graduated the, the School of James Video Editing uh, University. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's really, it's not as intimidating as a lot of people think. It's not as hard. There's some really good, easy programs to use. Very cool. Um, and you can do some cool stuff. Um, but I have this awesome idea that I'm kind of reluctant to share because I don't want anybody to rip it off. But Can I can, guess what it is? Yeah, go ahead. Guess what it is. It's you communicate. It's it's you show a video of a guy, like a newsman, talking, and then you make some comment, and it turns out he can communicate with you, and it's actually set up backstage with a remote camera. <sighs> That's... No, that's not it. However, that's, that's my a great, great idea. idea so. Is it? I've okay. never. I've always wanted to do it. Like even for three weeks, you just play a video of this guy talking, and the kids yeah. get used to it. But then eventually, it works out to uh-huh. where he is a guy that can talk to me, almost like a puppet character or a live character. And that's, maybe he does announcements or or you know, or does the rules and regs, you know, that kind of thing. But And did you know that if you're going to have a volunteer that's going to be out for a couple of weeks, that you can record like an interview type session with them um, um, before they go out of town? And you can have that in part of your service and kind of do it like I was telling about my weekly update. You can um, – it's all pre-recorded and you ask him questions. He'll answer the question and then pause long enough for you to pretend to ask the other questions, you ah. know. And then you edit it in, and it looks like it's live. Very you cool. Know? 
you're talking to the screen, and then he's responding back to you. Ah. Um, great way to have when you're going to have people out. Okay, my big idea. Yes, <clears throat> sorry. It's 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 a BHAG. You know what a BHAG is? I have no idea in earth. <laughs> it's a big, hairy, audacious goal. Okay? Goal? My goal. Oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> like a goal? Okay. Like something that would be aspired to? Okay, I thought I was okay. seeing goalposts, like big, hairy, uh, uh, inflatable... <laughs> you know goalpost but go ahead <laughs> no okay <clears throat> excuse me it's a time machine okay now what i'm thinking is um you could use anyone for this you would go and basically all the all the legwork's got to be done up front you've got to video um your and you can use members of your staff or volunteers or whatever uh video them throughout the week on location okay okay the whole concept of the idea is you are going to step into a time machine during service and disappear okay and that you're going to be carrying a video camera with you when you disappear you're going to travel back through time to wherever whenever um, you decide to be with your video camera okay and then you are going to be on the screen, what they're going to see is you video camera taping um, either this Bible character that you want to talk to or this guy or whatever, and it could be anything really. Um, and then you have this conversation with them in their time, and you're like, at the end of your story, you're like, well, dude, why don't you come back to mm. Kid Zone with me? You know? And then you would uh, um, basically be stepping back through time with this character. Wow. Okay? And so you bring this character back into your service with you, okay? And now the kids can ask them questions. Say it's David or Ruth or whoever, you know, and uh, maybe it's James, you know, from Kansas City, Yay. illustrious James, <laughs> who lived and, two thousand years ago. Yes, walked the earth with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't, <laughs> and we hope he does today, but we don't know. Uh, um, so, and then anyway, you bring them back into kids' church with you. You have this conversation with them. Um, and then at the end of service or however long you want this to last, kick them back into the time machine, send them back on their way. Um, mm. And it's the only week-to-week work would be your actual video taping of that segment, you know, of the segment that right. where you went back in time and talked to them. So you would have to get with them, you know, and coordinate that throughout the week. Very cool. um, but you could use just different people. Now, here's the kicker. You know, a great way to make a time machine, and I, I didn't – this is not an original thought. I kind of stole this from another guy. Mm-hmm. Have you do, have you ever seen a uh, a dark room yeah, door? One yeah. of those round rotating cylinder mm-hmm. type doors. That, mm-hmm. Okay. For those who haven't, it's a, it's a door that you can enter a dark room, a photography dark room, and uh, it's a way to enter a lighted environment into a darkened environment without light seeping through the door. It's almost it's like a, a revolving cylinder. door. Yeah. It is, except it's fully enclosed and all yeah. that. It's a cylinder well, within a cylinder where. Uh, the holes line up on either side, but the inner cylinder only has one opening, and so you can get in one side, rotate the inner cylinder around, and the, it looks very sci-fi. Yes, it does. And what you can do is go on eBay and uh, type in darkroom door, and you get a perfect example of what it is, which is what I did and where I found one for under 100 bucks. And, yes, it was used. Um, and so, And what I'll do is I'll take that. I've got it now. Um, still working towards my BHAG, and uh, and I'll dress it up with um, uh, just you know different 
use styrofoam and and kind of paint this cool, make it look like a time machine. Right, you know, you right. could build off of it, and uh, you step into the cylinder and then step through the other side. You could have curtains on each side so the kids couldn't see where you went. Um, yeah, go go back in time and get the devil. Get, oh. Bring him back. <laughs> That's what Willie George used to do. They had a devil character. That, nobody really does that anymore. But yeah. I think the kids would jump them. You know? <laughs> I know mine would. <laughs> you killed my father! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That wouldn't work. Oh man! No. Well, that let's go ahead and t- tag in. Let's jump around a little bit. Um, out of order to live characters since we're on the drama kick. Um, okay. Live characters, I use them a lot. Um, I know. I know a popular thing with my cohorts, my children's ministry cohorts, is to do your own characters. I don't do that. I I have voices that I do for puppets and stuff, but I've never done a character. Matter of fact, I didn't know people did that until I, until I started going to some of the conventions. Uh, yeah. For me, I don't do that because I want my characters, I want them to believe those characters are, are somebody else. And so... I do what you would mention earlier. I go out to the congregation. I get other pastors. I get um, parent, you know, not even parents really, but uh, teenagers and or college and career age guys. I get them to create a character. I have them come in, um, and that way I can rotate them. That way, my characters are only working about once a month or less. That's cool. And it works out. And I theme yeah. them. I mean, I've got a pirate character. I've got a, a a giant tattooed Mexican dude that plays an eight-year-old <laughs> kid named Little Polly, and it's so Little awesome. Polly. He wears a propeller cap and everything. I no got way. it at ArchieMcPhee.com. Uh, yeah. But then, uh, gosh, what else? I got a I got a guy named Terry the Tourist, and he is his he brings out my object lessons a lot of times because he's looking for the perfect uh, souvenir, and he thinks he's got Goliath's shoelace, but it turns out that no, that's that's a whip, and that's the whip that you know, like like what Jesus was was whooped with, you know. So you can tell him from George, I just said whooped. But um, yes. also, I use uh, puppets and live characters almost interchangeably. I know back in the day it was popular to have puppet skits where puppets talk to puppets. In my experience and in my world anyway, that doesn't really work. Uh, right. It's too passive. And so whenever we use puppets, and, and a lot of people have sworn off of them in, in elementary ministry, I still use them occasionally to communicate with a with a straight person. Meaning somebody up front that is there trying to teach a lesson, the puppet is trying to interrupt, it's making jokes. And in order for puppets to work in elementary school anymore, they do need to be sharp and quick-witted. And so in my world right now, I do a character named Scripture Man. He comes out, he messes up the... the verse. Uh, everybody has a character like that, Fast Freddy, or or any of those kinds of things. We'll talk more about teaching scriptures in a moment, but I just wanted to put that out there and give you some ideas on how to recruit some people. So that's cool. That now I know why you think I wear a cape and, and red underwear. Yeah, it's exactly. Super Dave, yeah. dude. Scripture Dave. Well, man. I either thought you did that, or you dressed up in a in a white jumpsuit and tried to do, uh, you know. Uh, evil Knievel type skits and stunts because there was a Super Dave Osborne back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, yes, there was. Yeah, is he dead? I, I don't know. If when he, he dies, I, I'm gonna, I just I'm know this: <laughs> if if I live in a world where the Crocodile Hunter is dead and and Super Dave Osborne is alive, then it's time for me to go on to the Great Beyond because that would be really messed up. Yes. So, 
Uh, matter of fact, November fifteenth is is uh, Steve Irwin Day, and we're gonna celebrate it. So, oh, cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, yeah. We're gonna talk about illusions real quick. Do you use okay. illusions, Dave? Um, yeah, I stand in front of the mirror and pretend I'm a lot thinner than. Anyway, I what we were talking about was illusions. Oh, okay. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. I use illusions occasionally. I do not use them all the time. And the only illusions, basically, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Christian way of saying it, are magic tricks. They are things that we use, uh, pulling rabbits out of hats, making water into wine, pulling things out of things at uh, places they don't belong. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. If you have a counseling ministry, now would be the time to make that call, <laughs> folks. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the the general thing, my only advice with that is practice, practice, practice. Run it in front of a mirror. Run it in front of a spouse. Uh, make yes. sure you know what you're doing. Make sure that you can do it well enough to where you don't have to focus on the lesson. And let, and let me just say this for object lessons in general, because technically these are object lessons, is do not preach the object lesson preach the lesson. I've seen people get up and preach um, object lessons and they will literally mess up because they're focused on performing the illusion and they will mess up their words and kids will literally hear something like, I had a fellow one time, bless his heart, held up a pencil and he said, God loves this. And then he broke the pencil and he says, but God also loves this. All right, you and I as an adult would know God loves good people that are put together. God loves people that are broken and hurt. Uh-huh. But yes. my first graders heard God loves good pencils and God yep. loves broken pencils. So yep. do not preach the object, preach the lesson. The other thing, the thing I was going to say before is I've seen a lot of children's pastors do this. They go out and they get an illusion and they buy it and they then they struggle like anything to wrap a service around that object or around that illusion because it's so dang cool that they want to get it out there as soon as possible. In my opinion, my humble opinion, that is not the way you are supposed to preach to children. You need to start with your lesson, with your Bible point, with your scripture, and then, yes, go out and buy the illusions, think they're awesome, but put them on a shelf and wait until you have a topic or a point where you need to use that. The other thing, the only other thing I could say about illusions is don't don't go out and spend a lot of money. If you can get online and look up the science illusions and the and the cool stuff like that that are free, do that first because when you buy an illusion, you're going to use that thing once. Right. <laughs> and after you're done, you've got to wait. You should three to five years before you can bust that sucker out again. So unless you do camps during the yep. summer or you do evangelistic you know, crusades or stuff like that, unless you do school tours, you are only going to use that sucker once. So, um, you know, I've got a I've got a closet full of some illusions and I pull them out once every three years or so. Um, you know what? We need to start. You know how kids like have a video game exchange? Yes. We I was thinking the same thing. Yes, an illusion. In or your object. city, call the big church and ask if you can borrow some stuff. I, I make that available to people in my area. Uh, so if you're in the Kansas City area and you need to borrow something and you're from a legitimate church, uh, give me a holler. Holla. Holla. Holla back. Um, Holla back. So that was illusions. Um, sketching. Where's a good place to buy illusions? Oh, man. Um, in Kansas City, there is a awesome, it's one of the largest uh, magic shops in America, from what I understand. It's at U.S. Toy. And it's called uh, U.S. Magic, and you can check that out online at ustoy.com. 
Uh, it's a great place to buy illusions and stuff, but every, pretty much not every city, but most of the uh, bigger cities have uh, magic shops in town. And there's stuff that, that beginners can do. There's stuff that, that more advanced folks can do. Um, and then also your your children's conferences always seem to have some old guy selling, you know, yes. the, the ter- torn and restored heart routine, which yes. you can build yourself. Do not yes. spend money on that. <laughs> right, right. Hey, another good resource is um, kidology.org. Okay. If you've never been there, that's an awesome, awesome website uh, run by a, a children's pastor with a, a heart for kids. It's a great place. It's a restored heart, actually. I am not paid by Kidology to say this, but... Actually, you paid it, it, Kidology to say this. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I, I think it's worth it. I, and I'll go on record as saying, if you are in children's ministry, you have got to. It's almost a sin if you are not a member. I'm not. Kidology.org. James, you I'm need to I'm thinking about it. It's awesome, man. There's so many resources on there. Let me tell you, when I first started we'll start charging for the in, podcast. In, in kids' ministry, um, I was part-time. So for about a year and a half to two years, I had worked a full-time job like a lot of you guys and uh, did service on Sunday, and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But Kidology saved my life. It, uh, it's got just tons and tons of object lessons, games, things, creative ideas, articles to help you grow. You do have uh, to pay for it. You do have to subscribe, though. It I think it's a, about 40 bucks a year. Yeah, it's not bad, so, but I just wanted people to know that you can't yes. just log on Sunday morning, and you shouldn't no. be doing it anyway, but you can't yeah. get on for free. Let's, let's, uh, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about games just to break it up, and then we'll go to sketching. Just so okay. you can talk a little bit. Talk, tell us about teaching games. Okay, teaching games. I love to do games that teach. Um, and one of my favorite things to do um, is use very gross, very messy style games um, and teach biblical truths by, by, by doing that. Um, we, we're all familiar with Fear Factor. Um, and I don't typically uh, tag it as a Fear Factor game. Um, but anything... Um, it, with my kids anyway, you know, if it's gross and fun, the kids are going to love it and they're going to remember it. Um, one of my favorite object lessons or, or games is um, take uh, either pickle juice or prune juice. And um, what you're going to do is uh, make that into a popsicle. Use pickle juice or prune juice. Either <laughs> one. Make it into a popsicle. Okay. All right. So you've got your little pickle juice popsicles. Okay. You come out on stage drinking a can of Mountain Dew. Okay, and you just walk on the stage, you know, like, hey, who likes Mountain Dew? You know, well, I love Mountain Dew. You know, well, who wants to play a game? Well, I'd love to play a game. <laughs> you know, and just get the kids on. Okay, who one, wants to have their innocence taken advantage of? <laughs> they think they're getting a Mountain Dew popsicle. Two, you did not lie to them and tell them that it is a Mountain Dew popsicle. Yeah, okay. they assumed that it was. <laughs> um, they come on stage, you know, you hand them the popsicle at the last second. Um, so, because pickle juice has this smells, yeah. odor, odoriferous smell, and uh, you know, it's on the three, deal. two, one, who can eat this popsicle the fastest wins twenty thousand points, and they just dive into it. James, mm. it is the funniest thing I've almost I've almost ever seen. Um, okay, oh, and where's the application in that? Okay, yeah, um, the application is um, sometimes things look good on the outside, right? But once you get into it, it's not so good. Um, yeah, it just and there's scripture. You can find scripture to back those things up. It, almost any game that you play, you can, um, without stretching it, you can make it fit into your service. Um, there's an awesome, awesome game called, uh, and it's not really a game. It's more of an object lesson. Um, how about I do this? How about I make available 
all of the um, gross Fear Factor type games that I've done in the past um, to our listeners. If you just yeah. email in, okay? Well, they I can email that, in or we can post it on the website either way. Okay. Just, just check the show notes, folks, and we'll figure out what we're going to do there. Okay, because I've got a bunch of them. These are actually some that I've taught in conferences and things mm-hmm. um, and actually do them live in front of people, and it's it's very effective. Very um, cool. And it, it's just a great way to teach and, and, and play games. So, yep, the grosser the better for me. But not every week because right. you don't you don't want to be that gross children's pastor right. guy. Yeah, yep. I, would, I would definitely. We do games. We mix them in. We do a minimum of one a week. We do a maximum of two. And, yeah, they always tie in to the point. Like if we're talking about date, and it doesn't always mean the main point. It just helps harken back to what they just learned. If we were doing David uh, where Jonathan uh, shoots the arrows and sends a servant to, to give David the secret code about whether Saul was trying to kill him or not the next game I play is probably going to have to do with the suction cup bow and arrows. If I'm talking about a friend uh, that sticks closer to a brother, I'm probably going to go to U.S. Toy and buy a bunch of those little sticky hands, and we're going to throw them at somebody. Uh, one thing I will say is all our games are all 60 seconds or less. We do yes. a 60 second countdown, and that way our games don't take forever. And so, and it also simplifies the creation process because I know all of my games are going to be. Uh, the, uh, like a Mad Lib of this sentence, how many blanks can you blank in 60 seconds? And so if we're doing one on obeying your parents uh, and, and we're going to talk about chores, I'm going to go buy a couple of baskets and I'm going to get some shop towels and we're going to fold. How many of these can you fold in 60 seconds? And whichever right. team folds the most wins. Um, I don't, unlike you, and this is that it's not a slam on anything you do, I don't do eating and drinking games in my mm-hmm. world because my kids will kill themselves. <laughs> Okay. They will. I don't do any eating or drinking games at all. Um, we've done games where you put stuff in your mouth and spit it across the room. I've, yep. you know, I've had kids do gross, but I just don't do that because I seriously, I came from the youth ministry world and then into children's ministry. And, and where youth ministry, the point is to make somebody throw up every week. That was like our goal. And I tried right. that for the first time in children's ministry. And I just, I have a basic fundamental thing about uh, not taking advantage of their innocence. Now, not saying uh, that I haven't done exactly what you just said. Right. Uh, but I don't, I, I just don't do that all the time because I want kids to trust me. And I just, you know, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. I'm going to, I'm going to steal it. One thing we did in youth ministry one time is we, if you freeze mayonnaise, uh-huh. It looks just like vanilla ice cream. Oh no! And if you scoop that stuff out and put it in a bowl, and and have them, it's the same thing, uh-huh. man. They start did, eating that stuff, and it is it is did, nasty. Did you know that you can caramel coat an onion? <laughs> <laughs> like a like an apple, like, like uh-huh. yes, uh, and it, it looks like an apple. It does. <laughs> um, and speaking of youth ministry type games, uh-huh. and use these at your discretion. There's a great website. Uh, source Yep. The number four, ym.com. Excellent. The source for youthministry.com. And if you don't remember that, you can check the show notes at cmmonthly.com and make sure you send me that and I'll get it up there. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left in our 60 minutes. Can you believe it? Time has gotten wow. away. Uh, cool. If we had to cut any of these, um, I want to talk real quick about sketching. And I think we're okay. almost done, actually. And we'll, okay. then then we'll hit scripture pictures and jumps, and and we'll go. I'll combine sketching and slideshows. Um, okay. I do um, a thing where I I'm an artist. I draw, and a lot of times I will tell a story while I draw a picture. And for those of you that may not draw, 
Um, obviously, we've seen the ones where you draw stuff and they flip it upside down and it means something else or it says something else. I don't really do that. Those are cool. Um, I, I I will draw a lion if I'm talking about Daniel the Lion's Den. Um, but if you can't do that, one way is to uh, just write out a message. Or if you've ever seen those wood cuttings of the name Jesus, but they actually cut out the letters and it looks reversed. Have you ever seen those, Dave, where it takes yes. you a minute to figure out what it said? You can actually draw those, and at first it looks like you're drawing shapes, you know, triangles and circles. But then as the story progresses, you are actually um, spelling out a word or a key phrase from the uh, from the Bible story. So I've done that before. Um, I do um, slideshows a lot. I, I have a giant screen on my stage and a projector, and so I will tell stories or talk about things and I will illustrate that by throwing pictures up. Google Images is a great place to get images. I talked about restoration one time and that's kind of a weird thing to talk about with kids. Yeah. And so I had a bunch of before and after shots that I pulled off the internet of things like uh, car finishes after they were, you know, they were scratched up and then they put on this special paste and it was restored. And, and so I literally were able to describe what that word meant by showing it rather than just telling it. Um, and then I also draw things. So I've done things about how connecting with God and how sin separates you. And I'll draw diagrams and I'll shade it and color it up real pretty um, and, and use those. Matter of fact, you can find one of my illustrated uh, lessons on cmmonthly.com. Just look through the archives if it's not on the main page. And it's about how uh, having a friendly heart will, will help you connect with friends. And so uh, I did that myself. And you can see that at cmmonthly.com. Um, scripture pictures real quick is um, I've seen it done a lot of ways and I don't really like the way I've seen it done until I went to a kid's camp. Scripture pictures basically is Remus. Remus is when you use images to uh, symbolize words. Um, right. The scripture picture, I never used it because I'd seen it done and it seemed more complicated than actually, you know, when you use an object lesson, it should simplify the concept, not amplify it and I'd seen ones where they were trying to teach stuff and you'd see a picture minus ly and plus this and and then, yeah. and it was just so complicated and I right. cheat now if I yeah. I will you can use like for patience I don't try to find a perfect remus I will put a picture of a guy fishing is that word and I tell the kids that's what it means and for them from then on whenever they see that in a scripture it meant patience a green arrow means the I have a little character that I call the it guy and whenever I need the word it I put him in there um, uh. and so I have found this works great in my world because not all my kids read very well first of all and I found the kids are so stinking right brain that they when I ask them to repeat the scripture I'll see them look up up and to the right because they're uh -huh. imagining the picture and they will say this entirely too long verse uh, for their age group because they can remember the pictures easier than they can remember the words. That's true. And so um, I, I find my images actually another great resource is um, animationfactory.com. They have tons of animated GIFs. I've turned you on to that. It does yes. cost money, but it's like 99 bucks a year. And that is, they also have video backgrounds and all kinds of stuff. I also pull images off Google Images. And if I don't find something perfect, um, I, I, you know what? I, I think I'm going to try to make a zip file of all, all of the images that I have. Cause what I actually do is when I save them, I name them as the word I was replacing, 
you know, that using to replace that word. So then I can, I can index them and find them a lot easier. Like command, yeah. like the word command, I have a comb and then I have an ampersand and that's command. Um, so that's an uh. easy way. So I do modify them occasionally. Uh, like with W I T H, I have a picture of a nose with a, with a ruler underneath it. It's judging the width. So width, God, one of all my, things are possible, you know, that kind of thing. And one of my favorites that you use is the word Will. Is Will Smith. <laughs> yes, it's Will Smith. <laughs> and, and, and my kids love seeing him show up on the scripture picture. Yep. <laughs> now, early on, I needed something for Wii. You know, we are uh-huh. more than conquerors. And I put uh-huh. the Nintendo Wii up there, and nobody knew what it was. And I'm such a geek, I did. But oh, now no, they, they do. Did. Now they yeah. do. This was like okay. last year. But uh, okay. uh Anyway, it used to be called the <laughs> Nintendo Revolution. But hit hit us up with uh, the concept of jumps real quick. Jumps. Jumps are um, a creative way to grab a kid's attention. Um, and basically, these are uh, portions of your se- uh, of your service that you will use to, um, if your kids are talking or misbehaving, um, a jump is a <coughs> either a phrase that you can say or a video clip that you can throw up on the screen um, to focus the kid's attention back on the stage and away from uh, the kid next to him. How does it work? Basically, how it works is um, we, depending on the theme that we're doing, uh, depends on the jumps that we do. Let's say I'm in a city theme. Um, basically, a jump is the ones that we use is I see sewer rats and I see pigeons flying. So you call and, these out randomly in the service and a response happens from the kids. Okay. And the response is, if I say I see sewer rats, all of the kids have to lift their feet up off the floor because sewer rats will nibble on your toes. <laughs> and the team, to get their feet up off the floor, the fastest wins points for their team. That's just ah, how we do it. Excellent. Uh, pigeons flying, you have to duck and cover your head because... Because the only time pigeons go to the bathroom is when they're flying. Yes, it is. And you don't okay. want them to do... I, I say, because I use these, you don't want them to do what they do when they do what they do on you. That's good. That's good. I'm going to use that. All right. Um, the one of the latest themes we used was a jungle. So we had I see monkeys and I see toucans, and the monkeys. Uh, was I see a little toucans. Bit... Let did me talk you, about the monkeys. Did you warn the them monkeys? Up? <laughs> They're icy. Anyway, go ahead. I see. Okay, monkeys, James. <laughs> if, if I say I see monkeys, you would have to jump to your feet and make your best monkey face because on animationfactory.com there was this awesome little mini clip of a monkey standing there make, sticking his tongue out and making a funny face. Mm. Fit, fit perfectly with the jungle theme. Um, the other one was kind of a stretch. I found a, a, a little mini movie clip of a toucan dancing. Okay, so I kind of superimposed him on a disco floor with a disco ball revolving around him, mm-hmm. and played a, a cool little clip with that. And if that clip came up on the screen, the kids had to stop whatever they were doing and jump up and do their toucan dance, um, and then sit back down. The, the team to sit down the quickest wins the points, and at that point, everybody's focused back on the stage. Very cool. So yeah, and their attention is where it needs to be. Exactly, and that's the point. I, I described jumps to somebody the other day as. Uh, a, a little a little burst of chaos that results in order. And I use them a lot of times, like say, because I do segments, I don't just preach all at one time. If I have a three-point sermon, you're going to get a three-segment 
sermon. And so if I'm coming off of a game and I'm about to go into an object lesson, I'm going to throw a jump in there like pigeons. And I'm going to say pigeons and they duck and cover. They wait. I say, amen. Cause that's how I end all of the jumps. They sit up, they look at me and cause they're waiting to find out who won. And then I award the points. They cheer and they're focused all on me. I do pigeons. Um, I do uh, stick them up. And, and I have a picked what I use is sound effects. I don't have video clips. I just play a sound effect and I have an image that corresponds with it. And so uh-huh. for pigeons, I have uh, an image of, of uh, pigeons flying. The second one is stick them up. And I have a sound effect of a, um, of a, of a cop saying, hold it right there. And, but I've got a image of a kid with a water gun. Cause I'm not, yeah. you know, and I, and right. they have to raise their hands and freeze their body in their mouth. They can do that. They get one on a point for their team. Third one I use is twister. Cause I'm in the Midwest and I have a uh-huh. picture. I have a sound effect of a twister, the image of a twister. The kids have to stand up, spin around as fast as they can until they say, till I say amen. When I do say amen, sit down, sit up straight hands, you lap feet on your legs. If you can do all of that. And they all go, all of that. If you can do all of that, all of that, you get one on a point for your team. So those are our jumps. And I suggest you use them folks because they are powerful. We learned about them from our shared mentor, David. G bout so the man the yes. man with the plan hey you know what you need to do for twister is take a picture of some kids playing the game well i've done that too i used yeah. a japanese picture it was awesome because <laughs> it had the imagery so you knew what it was but it had all these characters the kids weren't familiar with so uh-huh. yeah I, I i switch them up every now and then but awesome. uh i have not thought about doing videos but that's a good idea i i find that videos aren't responsive enough on my current system i want something that plays immediately and an mp3 plays faster for me Gotcha. You know what? We were going to hit on some Halloween ideas. We are almost out of time. Um, okay. Let's 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 try to breeze through it. We've got we're, we're at the ha- we're at the hour mark. So what do you want to what do you want to talk about with? I, well, actually, I did. So I'll I'll just hit through it real quick. Okay. Um, when you're doing Halloween ideas, always try to don't ignore Halloween. In my opinion, and this is all my opinion right now. Uh, the way I believe. Don't ignore Halloween. It does exist. And from a child's point of view, Halloween is not an evil thing. It is not about demons. It is not about worshiping Satan. It is a secularized holiday, much like Christmas has has become, and we still celebrate it. Um, but Halloween for a child is about dressing up in a fun costume and getting candy. And you can use that to teach them about the love of Christ. What we do at our church and we are maybe a little more uh, open because we want people to come into our churches. I allow any kind of costume. I do not make right. any limits. Now, I do not encourage scary costumes, right. but we are so outreach-oriented, I have got to. And plus, here's the thing that I will sell you on it. I would rather a kid dress like a skeleton in my church than yep. outside my church. And yep. so maybe that won't work for you and your pastor, but if it if it can, that would be a great legalism for us Buster. to get over. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, other things that we've done in the past, you've seen the hell houses that, that they use for teenagers. What about creating, taking that concept of a tour and applying it for children, a non-scary trip through the Bible? We did something three years ago called the Odyssey. It was a, it became a 45-minute tour through over 18 scenes in the Bible. It started with a narrator. You walked through double doors that we decorated to look like Bible covers, and you went and through Genesis. Is all the way through the judgment, non-scary, completely right. hit all the big stuff, and then they ended up walking through heaven, and 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 all this. And in every room, they got candy that was themed 
to the uh, lesson. Like we did have a hell scene that was optional, um, but it was it was about when Jesus uh, took the keys from from the devil. So it was very unscary. The Satan was portrayed as as a beaten, defeated, wimpy guy that was scared that he was losing you know his keys. Right. Uh, but in there they got suckers, and and we gave them a key that they could look at because only suckers go to hell. And and um in Jonah gotcha. they they walked into Jonah's uh, or the, the Jonah's mouth they walked into the whale's mouth they <laughs> they meet Jonah and a fish and they talk back and forth about obedience and they got saltwater taffy and so it went on and on and on like that um yeah. and we used a variety of techniques that was one thing we did one year uh, last year we used group publishing's Heroes Unmasked with great success it's a great opportunity to introduce people in your community to um to the heroes of the Bible. The thing I really liked about it is they did register at the door, but it was for a picture. You took a picture of every single person and then your follow-up was sending that picture to that family with an invitation. And I liked that. That was, that, that was neat. Good. It was a good way to do that. Um, yeah. we, this year we're looking at doing something most folks will be familiar with, and that's the trunk or treat concept. I'm going to, yep. I'm going to put it out to my people, decorate your car, bring it out. We're going to park them in a line and we're going to have uh, games and, and we provide all the candy because we do not allow our people to bring candy. We have too big of a, of a congregation to be able to trust right. everybody. And right. uh, we're going to do that for the community. Something a little simpler, but the reason I'm doing it is not because it's simpler for me. I'm doing it because we've done things in the past that involved the, the congregation and it's just a whole lot more fun and a lot yep. more of an impact to, to, to do that. So, um, the other things, um, I've used, um, uh, jack-o'-lanterns to, uh-huh. to teach about Jesus. And I actually got it from a cheesy forward in the email and I adapted it a little bit. Um, I was taught that, that, that jack-o'-lanterns were the devil. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I read this, this article where a, a lady and it's totally fake, but a new Christian and old Christian are talking and the new Christians carving a jack-o'-lantern and the old Christian says, don't you know those are the devil? And the new Christian goes through this thing about how, no, I, I see it as, as reminding me of my savior. Jesus, God sees me out in the dirt and he, he cleans me up. He brings mm-hmm. me in. He, he opens up my life. He takes out all the junk. He puts his light in me. He puts a mm-hmm. smile on my face. He puts me out as a, as a, for the world to see as an example. And so a perfect example of taking something that the devil meant for evil and turning it into something good. And we did an entire themed lesson off of that, that concept. And we even had a candy maze where at each station we reiterated one part of that. We saw a, a pumpkin in the dirt, and then the next one they were scooping out the junk, and, and the, the person manning that station would repeat that part of the story. So That's cool. Yeah, basically just giving you guys a couple of ideas about how to do Halloween. And we've always done a fall festival type thing where most of the church was involved and you rent the inflatables and mm-hmm. give away tons of candy. This year, um, that event is kind of migrated into a church-only event. So this year I'm going to mix things up and we're going to have an outreach service where uh, we get out into the community doing flyers and talking to people. Um, and it's going to be a two-night event. Um, it's going to be Saturday night and then uh, we're going to follow up on Sunday morning with the whole idea to get moms and dads with their kids to come back to church on Sunday. Excellent. So 
the kids will receive ministry. We're going to give a Wii, give away a Wii, Nintendo Wii, at the event, and you do have to be present on Sunday morning to be eligible for the Wii. Mm-hmm. That's one of the kickers too. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not above bribery, um, and we're doing this on both of our campuses. So one weekend we'll do Warner Robins, the next weekend we'll do Macon, and uh, everybody's excited about that. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our topic for this month. I hope you enjoyed that. If you have any input on any of the topics that we have mentioned, please do not hesitate to visit us at cmmonthly.com. Email us at cmmonthly at gmail.com or call in your comments at 206-350-4695. That was how the Howl line, as we call it. Yes, and we, uh, we do have an email this week. Our first input from one of our listeners says, Hey, guys, I'm the children's ministry director at a church in Seattle, Washington. This is my first ministry position. I've been in it up to my eyeballs for about eight months. I was starting to feel like I had run out of good, relevant material, having read many of the current books in ministering to this next generation of kids. When I stumbled across your podcast, I've been taking you guys on my walks. And I really enjoy what you have to say. So I thought I'd shoot you an email. Thanks for being relevant and very real. You guys voice a lot of the thoughts that I have, and it's nice to know that I'm not alone. Your material always gets me thinking. I only wish you'd produce it weekly instead of monthly. So, And then she also requested a copy of the uh, discipline notes that I offered last time. And uh, this was Kate from Seattle. So thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate. You're and awesome. Now, what about the rest of you punks out there doing ministry? You ain't that busy. <laughs> get on the horn, right. as they say, and, and give hey, us some I, feedback. This is lonely business. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Why don't we tell them about what next month's topic is going to be? Uh, okay, go and for it. And then I think we might be able to get some people to call in and maybe help us out with this because this is huge, yes. especially if you are going from a volunteer-type um, ministry into full-time Um uh, next month's topic is going to be things I wish somebody would have told me. Oh, I love uh, it. Yeah, and so there's very many ways we can go with this. But I would love to hear from from you guys out there. You know, what are some of the things that you wish somebody would have told you, uh, either about children's ministry, about kids, about people, about parents, you you, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, use your imagination and, and and help us out with this because this this can be a really probably one of the most helpful topics I think that yep. we're going to cover. And I think everybody uh, can participate. If you've been doing children's ministry forever, then you've got wisdom. Share it. If you're new, then you ask some questions and we'll see if we can't get answers for you. And the sooner you do it, the better. You've got a month. you got 30 odd days. So get that junk out there. That'd be awesome. Um, sounds good. Let's do our monthly challenge and let's let these people go. Okay. What um, do we want to challenge them with this month? I want to challenge you guys, or actually we do, Dave and I discussed this before, we want to challenge you to take one of the the ministry methods that we mentioned today that you've never done or that you don't feel like you would be good at and experiment with it, all right? I watch, what, I watch a, a show called What Not to Wear, and these people come on the show no, wanting don't. to... Ch- I do, I love it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just needs <laughs> to come out in the too? open. No, you fool. <laughs> I watch it with my wife. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's just anyway. They get they want change, but then they get up there and they talk about this isn't for me. This isn't for me. I can't do this. And me, the listener, I'm going. Yes, you can. That would look awesome on you. Okay. Yeah. So with this ministry technique, pick the one that you think you could not do at all, 
it, other than the drawing one. If you can't draw, then that's probably true. You are born you an artist. Just you cannot embarrass learn. yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but pick but, one that you'd be uncomfortable with and try it because the rest of us, if we were there, we'd be probably going, you could do that. You could. You, you're made for it. You just can't yeah. see it. So You know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to think of an object lesson to go along with this week's lesson because I don't have one yet. Sweet. And I'm not going to search my books. I'm going to make it up and see how it goes. Yeah, I still got to do my service for this weekend, and I really slacked off this week. We had, we had stinking all-day meetings Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and so this is my first free day all week. Is is uh is today Thursday? And you got to spend it with me. I know it's awesome. Um, it is. I'm going to. I don't know, man. I'm gonna. I I like that idea of the clipboard. Uh, you know, and I may not have a clipboard, but I'm gonna. I like the idea of breaking it down and repeating it and messing it up and having the kids correct me. Um, it's uh-huh. kind of that scripture man idea, except uh, using it with real life, and I like that. I like yeah. That, so cool. All right. Well, that's it for this week, folks. One more time. Remember, check us out on cmmonthly.com. Email us. Do it now. Do it right now, dadgummit. This second. cmmonthly at gmail.com. Or pick up the phone and call us. And don't be talking about it's long distance. you got a cell phone, crazy people. <laughs> call us at 206-350-4695. Um, actually, you know what? We have a little bit of news. We have forums, Dave. We have forums we at cmmonthly.com slash forums. You can get on. And forums, basically, for those of you that don't know, is a place where we can communicate by posting comments and responses. So get on the forums. Tell somebody about CM Monthly. Do that. Share what you have learned. If we have been a blessing to you in any way, don't send us money. We don't need your money. Share us with somebody. Oh, okay. I, don't. I will share. I will share this week. I come from a large church. Everybody knows us mega church people. We're rolling in it, dude. Oh, I know that's right. <laughs> Man, and and I'm such a giver. I'm gonna share. <laughs> and then uh, get on get on iTunes. If you download us through iTunes, you owe us a review. Okay, just just consider yourself warned. You need nope. to give us a review, please. Even if it's not great, I we only have one, and it was from uh, from the young lady that emailed us. So you know, do do that. You'll feel better about yourself. You'll sleep better at night. And we don't have really big egos, so you can say something that's not necessarily positive, and uh, that would be okay too. You no, know, tell us, no, no, just tell us areas where we uh, are no doing good, uh, and areas where we need to improve, and we will take that to heart, and we will because this is all about you. That's right. Remember, the show is only going to be two thirds as good if you do not participate. Dave, that's it, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for my pleasure. And uh, we will see you guys next month. Sounds good. Bye. Love your guts. Hey, that's my life. <laughs> you didn't life. say it. You uh, didn't say it. <laughs> I was waiting. I gave you a window of opportunity, and you didn't take it. <laughs> hey, well, that's good. I mean, so you're stretching. You're growing. You're oh, trying something. Man. Yeah. Well, now, from now on, your name is Super Dave on the podcast. I just want to let you know that. <laughs>